Welcome to the Underheard podcast. My name is Bianca Barrett and I'm a freelance journalist, writer and editor. Each week I'll be talking you through the realities of freelance life and how it affects the mind, heart and soul. Whether you're a fellow freelancer, a curious bystander or are thinking of taking the leap, this podcast will talk you through the realities of working for yourself. everyone uh, welcome to the second episode of underheard the podcast uh, this week I'm going to be talking about the common misconceptions that surround freelancing uh, first of all I just want to say thanks uh, if you tuned in to last week that was my first week now I have literally no podcasting experience whatsoever um, I am aware that the end was slightly cut off. I promise you, you didn't miss anything interesting. It was literally the end of the last word. Uh, my editing skills will get better as I go along, hopefully. Um, so yeah, thanks for bearing with me on that one. And uh, yeah, hopefully this week will be a little more slick. Um, so yeah, first of all... Um, I think what I'll do is I'll just go through the misconceptions of freelancing that freelancers have to deal with a lot of the time and which I myself have had to deal with since going freelance a few months ago. Um, Yeah, so I think I'll just go through them one by one and tell you, you know, why people say these things or where these ideas come from and why they're definitely not true. (laughs) Um, So one of the first misconceptions that I want to talk about is one that I've come up against a few times and it's never been said to me outright but it's implied in the way people Uh, react when I say I'm a freelance writer. Not everyone, I'd like to add, but the way some people react when I say I'm a freelance writer. And this is that freelancing is not the same as a full-time job. So the idea that freelancing is not real work. Um, Yeah, if you find that people are kind of reacting that way when you say you're a freelancer or you want to become a freelancer. It's usually disguised as a kind of, um, I don't know how to explain it, like a kind of positive comment, but there's like this underlying idea that they don't think what you're doing is a real job. So, for example, it might be somebody saying something like, oh, you're freelance, right? So, um, oh, it must be great. I bet you can, like, get out of bed any time that you want. Or it might be like, oh, well, yeah, if you say you're going freelance, they might say, oh, well, you know, that's the dream, isn't it? As if, like, you suggesting that you are actually going to go freelance they're like, oh my God, dream on. That's that's not going to happen. Because I think some people just have the idea that if you're freelance, if you're self-employed, work for yourself, whatever you want to call it, that it's not real work in the sense that it's it's kind of like the light option. Like it's the option you choose if you just want to have fun 
and you don't want to have to go into an office every day and you know deal with all the rubbish that comes with working for other people if you know that's something that you don't really like doing now yes it's true you don't necessarily have to come into an office every day and yes it's true that you know sometimes you can choose to get up at different hours of the day but I think one of the main things that you have to kind of remind yourself and other people (coughs) excuse me is that actually you're still working on the same schedule as all the people that you're working for so if you're freelance it's quite rare that you don't have to interact with any other people in a business sense like you'll often have to deal with um, clients or customers or whatever you call you know the people you have a business relationship with for me uh, it's usually editors and PRs and you know these people are working a nine-to-five as well so you still have to be available to speak to them when they're in their working day as well you know it's you could choose to get up at midday if you wanted to but you know that would probably mean that you're going to be working into the night um that brings me on to my second common misconception that people have about freelancing and that is that you have a lot more free time now this is not a complaint at all because I love being freelance. And like I said last week, it's definitely the right choice for me. But I do have to bust the myth that going freelance means you have a lot more free time. Uh, In my experience, it definitely doesn't mean that. I, even though I'm freelance, I still work at least 40 hours a week. Um, you know, the same as anyone who works in a full-time office job does. Um, I often work more than that, depending on how many deadlines I have, um, how much, uh, stuff I've got to do in a week. But yeah, with pretty, I, I, in fact, I don't think I can think maybe, okay, over Christmas, I worked less than 40 hours, but I actually didn't take a whole week off or anything over Christmas. I, I took a couple of days, um, but was still having to work whilst I was on holiday, uh, effectively. And that's another subject I'll go into in more detail uh, in another episode about separating downtime from working time. Um, but yeah, you you still, most people I know who are freelance are still working pretty much full-time hours, if not more. I mean, because ultimately you're running your own business when you're freelance. So it's completely up to you to manage your schedule, manage your uh, finances, manage incoming work, outgoing work, all of those different things. And so what that means is that every working hour has to be a kind of active one in the sense that I can't, and I'm not saying this like everyone who has a full-time job does this, but you can't, when you're freelance, rock up to work, like, I don't know, hungover or whatever, kind of show your face, sit up your computer and leave at the end of the day and still get paid, you know? (laughs) I mean, you can do that, but you're going to have to find 
I don't know, you're probably going to have to end up working the weekend or whatever to, to counteract that. Which, again, I'm sure people that turn up to their full-time jobs with a hangover or whatever occasionally, I've done that in the past, I don't know anyone who hasn't. Yes, you still have to catch up with the work at a later date. But there's no... Um, like, it's you have to be active in every penny that you earn. So basically, any time that you could be working in, like, a normal day, like, let's say you choose to do 9 to 5 or 10 to 6 or whatever... If you if you kind of waste that time, it's it's kind of on your head really because you're the one. It's like there's nobody else there who's going to help you make your income. Um, now I'm not saying that to scare anyone that is thinking about going freelance and is like listening to this, wondering what it's really like and thinking, oh my god, that sounds quite daunting or terrifying. Again, finances is, is uh, the money kind of thing is something I will cover in another episode. But I'm just saying that in the sense that, um, yeah, it, it definitely means you don't have more free time necessarily. And quite often because you're working for yourself, and I'm pretty sure most freelancers will agree, you have less time. <laughs> because it's also really difficult to, to separate your your working time from your free time you know when you're freelance you you do feel a compulsion to be available all the time because if somebody's trying to get in touch with you about a job you want to you know do the best possible one so they'll hire you again basically um so yeah so so far I've covered it the fact that it's not real work and that you have more real uh sorry that you have more free time um, another one is that it's an easier lifestyle choice. So I think, okay, what brings this to mind, and this doesn't actually affect me, but I know a few freelance freelancers who have kids and some people think that because you're freelance and therefore you can work from home, that oh that's great you can like look after the kids at the same time and oh you don't need childcare or I don't have kids so that's fine but people yeah think oh you can take as much time off as you want or you can um spend like yeah you can take days off in the middle of the week and do whatever you like okay so yes again it is possible in the fact that there's not somebody who's going to email you and say why haven't you turned up to work? Um, but it's it's actually not true. Again, I'm obviously there's a theme developing in this podcast, uh, in this episode, sorry. Um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't say it's an easier lifestyle choice. I mean, for me, it's been a better lifestyle choice. Um, and it feels easier in the sense that it's in line with what my goals are, what I want to do with my life. Um, it's in line with who I am as a person. So in that sense, it has been an easier lifestyle choice for me because I'm not resisting it, if that makes sense. Um, but it's not easier in the sense, I don't know if anybody saw, I posted a picture on Instagram the other day. Um, 
that basically says, you know, because it was Saturday and I was working on Saturday and Sunday. The reason I worked on Saturday and Sunday is because when I was staying at that lovely hotel last week, which full disclosure, I was there for free um, in the sense that I didn't have to pay for the room because I went there with a PR company and they work with the hotel and I was there to research a piece I'm writing about their sustainability practices. But anyway, I stayed at that hotel and was there on Thursday and Friday. And because it's like such a beautiful hotel and like just such a lovely place to be, I was like, it seems crazy to sit in my room for a whole day and work when I could be out enjoying the sunshine. And, you know, experiencing this beautiful resort that I'm majorly lucky to get to stay in. So I decided to take Friday off so that I could enjoy it. But that obviously meant a bit like what I was saying just before, that I had to work over the weekend. And so that is quite common. I mean, there's been quite a few instances where I've had to work over the weekend and not because I've taken time off in the week but just because I've had so much to do that I've had to yeah work on a Saturday and Sunday and I'm not complaining about that because like I said like this is what I want to do and because all the work that I'm doing is for me it's for my life it's for my benefit I know exactly who is benefiting from it I know exactly you know, where the rewards are going to come from and uh, who's going to receive them. So I have a vested interest in putting as much effort as I can into making this work, basically. Um, So it doesn't feel like a burden, but there are times where, you know, it's a Saturday or Sunday and friends of mine are you know, taking the time off that they deserve and going out and having a good time. And I've had to stay in and do work. And, you know, that again is a reality of working for yourself is that there are going to be times where you have to, um, yeah, you have to work overtime and you have to work your evenings and your weekends and pour a lot of energy into this thing. So, Um, it's definitely not necessarily an easier lifestyle choice. And again, like I said, anyone, (laughs) everyone I know who's freelance, who has kids would certainly attest to that and say that, yeah, you could probably try and look after the kids at the same time as doing your work, but you're probably not going to be able to do either one. Um, you're not going to be able to give either one as much attention as, as they deserve or as you would like. Um, And then just the last one that, again, is, uh, I don't know if it's necessarily a misconception. No, yeah, I suppose it is. But it, 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 okay, so the last one is that it's glamorous. So this is where my newsletter (laughs) stemmed from. If you haven't signed up to my newsletter yet, please give it a whirl. You can subscribe through my Instagram account, which is at under, under slash herd. Um, Link to that is in this podcast uh, note. But yeah, so my newsletter is also called Underherd. 
and I started writing that and that's just like it's it's supposed it's funny it's supposed to be funny it's not a genuine I mean everything in it is genuine but it's not it's not supposed to be like a really serious kind of insight into what freelancing is like that's why I started the podcast as well because when I did the newsletter I also realized there was an appetite for this kind of the more serious side of it but Anyway, the reason I started the newsletter was because a lot of people um, think my life is glamorous. Uh, I am not an influencer by any stretch of the imagination. I've recently, well, so when I went freelance, I went over to Australia for a few months. Um, I did this because I'm in a position at the moment where I don't have any ties to home beyond my friends and family and all my work is still coming from the UK but in the sense that I can work remotely I don't have kids I don't have a mortgage I don't have a partner so at the moment I am free to kind of work from wherever I like I know that's not going to last forever so I really wanted to do that when I went freelance I wanted to take the opportunity and make the most of the fact that I could work from anywhere so I went to Australia uh, I was home over Christmas. I've come back over to the Southern Hemisphere. I'm currently in Bali. Um, and one of the main reasons I'm doing this is because I'm still kind of a fledgling freelancer. I wanted to reduce my living costs. Obviously, anyone who lives in London knows that it costs a small fortune to live there. So I wanted to reduce my living costs uh, to begin with just so I could, you know, make sure... I wasn't panicking about money and using up all my energy worrying about that. Uh, when I, at the beginning of going freelance, what I needed to be focusing on was growing my business, growing my client list, kind of, um, yeah, just really focusing on the work as opposed to panicking about whether I was going to make rent or not. So I lowered my living costs by coming abroad, been able to save money, um, which I know is not something that every freelancer has the opportunity to do. But this has made a lot of people think that I live a really glamorous life. Now, again, I am not complaining about the fact that I am in Bali and I am not um, narrow-minded enough to think that living in a tropical, uh, on a tropical island... Um, where there's sunshine every day and you know you can go to the beach and watch the sunset or whatever is is difficult I am not saying that at all it's definitely got a glamorous kind of sheen to it I suppose but the truth is I spend most of my day indoors or if I'm sitting outside it needs to be somewhere in the shade because I need to be able to see my laptop screen because yes, of course, like I said earlier, I am still working, you know, 50 hours a week. I am not spending my days sitting on the beach, um, sunbathing, reading, tanning or whatever you want to do, call, whatever you do when you go on holiday. Like it's, it's a holiday in the sense that the atmosphere, uh, the kind of surroundings are kind of holiday-ish, but it's definitely not a holiday in the sense that I still have a lot of work to do, obviously. Um, and yeah, I don't, I have to spend my days sitting inside doing work just the same as everybody else does. Um, 
I think as well, there's also uh, the kind of the misconception, or not misconception, but there's an idea that, you know, journalism is glamorous. And yes, there are elements that are fun and exciting. Like you do get some really cool perks, like occasionally, like I did the other day when I stayed at that hotel, I do get to stay somewhere really cool, then I don't have to pay for it. Um, But I'm trying to be really honest about that. And make people aware when it's something that I've been given I don't want to I don't want to um what's the word like I don't want to perpetuate this idea that I'm living this super glam lifestyle and I don't want people to look at my social media feeds and feel uh inadequate or or like I just live this super shiny life and going freelance was kind of this super shiny social media thing where I've become one of these glamorous people who hops all over the world, uh, going from beautiful hotel to beautiful hotel, just taking photos and kind of that's what I do. <laughs> like I, that is definitely not what I do. And I hope my Instagram feed and my newsletter um, really show you what it's really like. So yeah, um, it's not as glamorous as it looks. Uh, I don't know. I can't speak for other freelance, um, careers, other freelance people, but certainly for me, you know, being a journalist comes with a lot of deadlines. Um, freelancing comes with a sense of uncertainty. Um, it comes with uh, the sense that I don't actually, I don't know anybody. Well, I've met two people since I've come to Bali. Um, but I don't have any friends over here. So I don't have this wild kind of social life going on when I'm not working. Um, you know, I'm not going to loads of different parties and out every night and all that kind of thing. So yeah, I just want to clarify that Though it has a few glamorous trappings, uh, a few cool perks, which, you know, if we really think about it, a lot of jobs do have these days. Um, Unless you work for the government, in which case, I love you, you're all heroes. Um, Yeah, there are no trappings when you work for the government. I can say that with quite a lot of sincerity, having been a teacher in a past life. Um, yeah, there are some cool things about it, but it's definitely not a glamorous uh, job all the time. Uh, being freelance is not always a big kind of party, glam fest, um, slick social media lifestyle. So um, that's kind of all I have to say this time. I don't want to keep waffling on for too long and bore you all. Um but yeah, those were just some of the main kind of misconceptions that I've come across since I've gone freelance and that a lot of other freelancers have dealt with too. And that actually, I I feel that people who are planning to go freelance should be aware of before they make the leap and before they, you know, in case they end up choosing a lifestyle that isn't what they thought it was going to be. So... Thanks again for listening and um, there'll be another episode up next week. I'm always, I always love to hear feedback from people. If you, 
if you're a freelancer or planning to go freelance or just curious, if there are any particular topics that you would like me to cover, please do drop me a line on Instagram in the messages um, or you can reply to my newsletter. Until then, uh, thanks for listening and I hope you guys have a good week and I will see you next time. Tune in next week for another episode of Underheard. And in the meantime, check out my Instagram account and newsletter in the show notes. Thanks for listening.